It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. I'm James in Austin. That's Joe in San Antonio. The high school season is over. We had a busy last couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about last weekend's boys' state championships in Houston, including an interview with St. Mark's newly minted state championship coach, Trent Calder. We caught him uh, wet and dripping on the deck of the pool after he was done. Plus ODP, JOs, NCAA, Austin College, summer schedule. I mean, Joe, what else is there, man? Hey, there's lots going on. It's the summer. It's not the summer of 2020 anymore. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Well, we didn't do much in the summer of 2020. And you're saying that the calendar is now stacked. Well, we do have a lot more stuff on the calendar, yes. Uh, Compa- talk- yeah, 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 relatively, yes, it is stacked. It's like uh, life is almost returning to something resembling normal. How about that? So let's start with uh, State High School. We had a very... I found the state final to be just enormously entertaining. The score was 12-6. So, you know, people who just sort of check in and see St. Mark's had, had beaten Dawson 12-6 would think that it was not a blowout, but it was just not, not I don't know, not as close as it could or should have been. But I just found that final match to be one of the most entertaining in some time. That was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. it was actually very similar to the girls' match. Like, at the girls' match, Flyer Mound went down 3-0 to South Lake Carroll, and then Flyer Mound came back and won kind of right. comfortably. Yeah. Then um, here, uh, kind of St. Mark's went down 4-0 to Dawson and came back and won comfortably. Yeah, Trent was talking about how, you know, they just were sort of nervy at the beginning of the game, and you just sort of have to fight through that. You'll hear that in our conversation. But it, it was, uh, you know, I have to personalize it a little bit. It's a point of enormous pride how many of those, the boys in particular, were ODP guys. And so it was so much fun to watch them joust against one another. So congratulations to all of them. Um, the final standings for the boys was St. Mark's wins its ninth state championship. Dawson how old is Dawson High School? It feels like it was just created like a couple months ago. No, Dawson's been playing for, for quite some time. Is that so, true? But, All right. But, but Daniel Cox has done a good job down there. So Such a good job. Dawson comes in second, Memorial third, and Strake Jesuit fourth. Um, again, an extremely entertaining end to that, uh, that tournament, which uh, was a... Kudos to uh, Cy Fair, by the way, and Chris Jones. I mean, what a very well-run pl- uh, tournament altogether. Um, and Leo and Jeff Chandler yep. and Stuart Webb. And Thank those you. Guys, yes. So. Uh, and uh, Leo Ohanesian from St. Mark's is your MVP. Um, he and uh, some others accosted me to see if they could be on the podcast. And I said, when you're at school, when you're off at school, then yes. So hopefully in the fall, you'll hear from him and many others who are heading off to play uh, in, in college. He's heading off to UCSB. Um, then a reminder, of, just again, that we took the girls' final. Flower Mound on top over South Lake Carroll, then Geyer, then St. Agnes, and the MVP of the season for them is Addison McGowan from Flower Mound, who is heading off to UOP. So we're hoping to get her on in the fall as well. Yes, I mean, but the games this past weekend, there were some very close games. There, there were really some were. close games in the first round, I think. Um, you know, uh, Marcus and Carroll from North Texas lost uh, by a goal to Straight Jesuit and, and Memorial, which Incredible. then both Memorial and Straight Jesuit kind of kind of ended up in the top four. So you never know. It just, it just really is kind of random with those matchups. And then the Flower Mound Dawson game was a good game back and forth. And then Dawson kind of pulled away. Um, and that was in the quarterfinal game. And Dawson had an easier game in the semifinal before they. Actually, no, they didn't have an easy game. They actually played a straight Jesuit, which was a tough game for them. But I thought Dawson came out fast and and played well. And and I do think that St. Mark's probably adjusted well. 
And what I mean by adjust well, they kind of took the light, like they took the punch a little bit and then they just kind of settled down and then they just, and then they started doing their own uh, pressing and counterattacking. Yeah, they really, the, the change in the game, as far as I was concerned, is when they, that press started to really lay heavy on them and they were, and even, and Trent said this, you'll hear this in the interview that they were just trying to outswim them. The bench is, uh, is a little bit deeper, I would say. So yeah, they really swam, swam them to death, uh, in order, you know, and it was a bit convincing, but still, it, it was so much fun to watch. And those other games, that game, Marcus and Strake, didn't that, that lasted like an hour and a half because it went into double, well, there's no such thing as double overtime. It is just by definition two overtimes, right? And then it, and then if it's still tied, then it goes to a sudden victory period. Then in a sudden, sudden victory. But uh, yeah, I, I just remember I was watching the game. It was almost tied. I had to go outside to speak to some people. I come back inside about 15 minutes later, and the game is still going. So w- w- one of the one of the most amazing games I've seen at a high school tournament, uh, you know, since I moved to Texas. Really interesting. Yeah, and it's just kind of it's it's just over the whole tournament. It's just kind of kind of interesting to see the different teams and athletes and kind of how they react and to the to the different referees from the different regions. This is at both the boys and girls state championship. Yep. You know, so like, you know, like, you know, and then, okay, now, now I only have one. Yeah. And now I have two major fouls. Oh, oh, I have to be on my best behavior here. But, you know, it's just, you know, that's the beauty of this. You know, I mean, it's, you know, you are going to get different referees. You're going to play different teams. You have to adjust and adapt accordingly. And the teams that ended up placing a little bit higher probably adjusted and adapted a little bit better. That's a concept that I think, you know, some of my younger athletes just have, they, they don't understand. And so I had to share with them, you know, at UC San Diego, it was, we, we had basically a manual and it was written that it just said, what we're going to do is we're going to play as heavy as we possibly can, and then we'll adjust accordingly. And because the referees will be different. And that's a, by the way, that's a, a nod to the conspiratorial theories about refereeing. Like when we would go to Orange County, it's like, oh man, the referees are not like the ones in San Diego. But that was what we do. And the and I'm trying to get that across to some of my kids who really are not as experienced as other players like you're talking about and able to adjust according to whatever the referee is calling. So it's a very important thing. And you're right. It actually yielded the top teams. Yeah, I mean, and... And you could tell, like, you know, the St. Mark's kind of experience. I mean, they had a ton of kids that have been playing a long, long time. And I think – and good luck to all those seniors that are going off to play in college somewhere. Um, but Dawson also – I think they only had a couple seniors that were contributors. So, so young. Um, so they have a good chance of coming back. And, you know, we might – yeah, we might see a similar game in the state championship next year. So. Absolutely. Uh, I was working that game with Janai, and he just kept making comments about how, you know, the young guys on Dawson were just really great. So I, I'm very proud of those guys and look forward to seeing them for the next three years. All right. Anything else about the high school season? No, let's get to know you. All right. Here we go. Trent Calder is now the, uh, the head coach of St. Mark's. He wins his first state championship, having moved here just a year ago, basically. And uh, St. Mark's wins its ninth state title. Here you go. Trent Calder. Trent Calder. Trent Calder, St. Mark's wins their ninth state championship. So I guess the model is what you do is you move to Texas, you go find the team that has the most talent, and then you immediately become a first-year coach who wins a state championship. Is that the model? Are we... It's not a bad way to do things if you have to do things, that's for sure. But, right, well, uh, yeah, it was, it's a, definitely a plus. 
congratulations. We talked earlier this season about how strange this season was, and Janai and I were remarking during the game that you ended the season 14-0, which is a preposterous record for most years, let alone other teams from outside the state. How were you able to prepare for a team, a very talented Dawson team, in a very entertaining game? Were you able to prepare for them in, in a way that satisfied you, or was it learning on the fly? You know, the first part goes way back to what you said about inheriting a, a talented team. I mean, Mihai Opria, who was here before me, prepared these guys for, for so long, and, and my other coaches, such as Spencer and, and Peter Hudak, who've been with them forever, really put them in the position to be successful here. I came in here and like to think that I just tightened some bolts down and made things uh, you know, as, as straightforward as possible for the guys. But um, it, was, it was good from start to finish. The beginning of the year uh, to the end was very, very pleasant to see these guys get to have a season, to get to know we were going to have a finals, to get the okay that we were going to be able to stay overnight and do the state finals. And then, you know, when we got here, this was the first time we got to see Dawson. And we were lucky enough to have them play, you know, Flower Mound right off the get-go in that second game. And uh, we got to watch it and kind of knew right from there how to game plan it, how to play it. And, uh, you know, we just we planned our work, and these guys went out there and worked the plan. These boys all know each other. It's so You can tell that they actually can, can uh, know each other from ODP and other programs like that. I mean, clearly that has a role in knowing exactly, well, this player does this, that player does that. Yeah, I mean, as big as Texas is, water polo is still such a small sport that you get to uh, have that dynamic where everybody knows everybody. And you look across the pool and you're like, oh, here we go. you know. And, and it's been that way since my day. And thankfully, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The state's getting more more athletes joining other states are getting more athletes joining and, and that's you know what i said in that earlier podcast about just going to this place where it's growing and i'm just so happy to see it so it's it's awesome all right you go down on zero goes to four was it something and it seemed as though that and uh, Janai again were commenting on this there was no panic or anything like that but you had to be concerned at that point about at least being able to address some of their offensive yeah well it was it was four to one and the the when that first goal hit it was kind of near the end of that first quarter but prior to that i mean we had good look after good look after bar out after bar out meanwhile on the other side it was it was a steal 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 up a five meter steal oh shot that got went you know they had they had five shots in that first quarter and and they got four goals which were great and then you know we on the other side just could not convert and it was just butterflies you know it's the excitement and uh then our, our our game plan was to tire them out and to swim and we kept moving and kept moving and by the by the second quarter we went up on a 4-1 quarter and then they scored their final goal in the fourth quarter at the very, very end. So it was, um, again, we worked it. We were very calm. We knew how it was going to play out, and uh, it, it, it played out in the way we wanted. You say butterflies, and that's something that it's not necessarily true that you can actually address. It's something that they have to play through. Is that something that you think? Yeah, you got to get that out there and, and uh, know that it's okay. It's going to happen. Don't panic. Don't, don't get emotional when it starts to go downhill. Just recognize it. It is for what it is. Put it in the back of your mind and keep playing hard. And that's all we can do. Um, you know, we can try to put as many scenarios together as you can in practice. But once you're actually in the event, it just that's when it finally happens and when it finally hits you. And um, as much as these guys have been there three years prior, last year was off, and this year's the first big game. And and uh, you know, it hit us a little bit harder. And that's all. Uh, nine-time state champion St. Mark's head coach Trent Calder. He's wet. He's got to go get dressed. He's got to go home. Thank you very much for your time and congratulations. Thanks, James. All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State.
Hey, this is Max Irving from the U.S. Men's Senior National Team. And to get all things Texas water polo, I'm listening to the TX Water Polo Podcast. On to what I would, you know, we went through the punch list before the show. This is like summer calendar stuff. It's so busy and it is strange because compared to last year, there's just so much stuff on it. Um, so we start with ODP, which uh, the the West Region Championships, as we're calling them, is uh, in a couple weeks in San Antonio, a couple weekends, Memorial Day weekend that starts on, on Saturday and ends on Monday. Um, and it's it's uh, it's that point of the season where stuff is really coming down hard on how scheduling and rosters and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's exciting to know just how many teams are coming to Texas to, to participate. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and I think San Antonio is uh, ready for it. Um, I think, I mean, just let all those parents know if you're listening, there are safety protocols. You're still going to have to wear a mask. Um, and if you have not heard all that, you'll get that f- from your coach here in the next few days. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be great. All the teams are playing five games over a two and a half day period. Um, there, I mean, there's a huge stadium, kind of a, an outdoor 50 meter pool and a, and an indoor in an indoor 50 meter pool. And then we're using a fifth course on Monday only. So it's going to be well? a fun. Yeah, they're diving well on okay. Monday only. So, and um, so there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Plus, um, John Abdu's going to be doing a college presentation at 7:30 p.m. on the Friday night before. Okay. At, and I, yep. in, at the stadium pool. Right. So uh, on the big screen, and then and then then John will be kind of presenting to everybody. Cool. So. Yeah, I'll have more details about that tonight. We have a conference call that I got to join tonight. It's Wednesday, and uh, so then I'll have more details for the entire zone about what's going on. But Joe has some insight in, on, into that as well. So there you go, um, Joe. The indoor pool versus the outdoor pool are they divided by group or age group or gender? I don't even know where we're scheduled. I to think. Play. We, uh, I mean, it. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some kind of crossover here or there, mm-hmm. but. Um, there's going to be, um, the younger kids are in the indoor pool, the older kids are in the outdoor pool and the entire thing's going to be streamed as well. Oh, that is news to me. I did not know that. I was asked that question. So that's really good. I have to share that. Yeah. It's it's just going to be, it's just going to be, there's going to be some, uh, static cameras set up and there's not going to be like, you know, there's not going to be score. There's not going to be like, you know, um, uh, commentating or, or anything of that. It's just going to be set up. There's going to be a YouTube channel for each pool and they can watch the games as needed so there you have it breaking news this is news to me all right well that's cool yeah, and uh and um and just let everyone know before they come you know you're going to have to like parents are parents are going to be able to come in and watch the game but then they're going to have to leave after the game because we have capacity issues at the facility same so. protocols as the people are accustomed to i would say so yeah i I hope so. I just hope that they're accustomed in the heat of San Antonio. So. Oh man, yeah. That's uh, don't say that. I, that's not what I'm looking forward to. I, but I'm, it's, I'm but coaching, it's, but, but it's going to be fun, and I and I and I get to go double check all the medals that are coming to my house kind of later today. Is so. that what's happening? Cool. It's one of the many things that are happening for the tournament. So yes, there are many things happening. So, but um, but it but it's going to be a great opportunity to kind of show off kind of the San Antonio pool, kind of show off Texas, kind of a little bit, and I think the Southwest Zone has the most teams in yeah like in the tournament. So can you just add a third team for the Cadet Boys? I did. You heard the news, Joe. Yeah. So we had we had uh, rosters of. Uh, 
18, we were, you know, this is a, this is typical last season. We were told that we could have rosters as big as 18 for West region championships. So we set it up and it turned out we had time to, uh, add some games essentially. So we added ourselves, we, we, we distributed all of our cadet boys onto three teams instead of two. So they're going to get even more chances to play. That is correct. Which is great. Which is is great. And it's just, I mean, it's going to be, it's, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch kind of, kind of all the kids and hopefully knock on wood here. Yeah, most of my work is going to be done kind of leading up to the event, right? So then I will keep, I'll be able to kind of just kind of, kind of walk around and watch some games. Yeah, on Memorial Day weekend. Cool. Looking forward to that. Uh, by the way, personal kudos to Troy Goddard and and Jeff Otten. They're the ones who are taking on the burden of this third cadet team. They put the work together and putting the rosters uh, together in the last couple of days. So that and the there's a it's red, white, and blue teams, right? So the white team is sort of the quote new one, even though we redistributed all the players. And I listed as the coach Troy Goddard and Jeff Otten. So they 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 have to figure out who's going to coach which team when, if there's a chance that one of our teams plays against another one. So. I'm, I'm uh, actually quite grateful to those two guys for putting in the work. So there you go. JO's calendar. Yeah. Is on, so, so Southwest here, Zone so, Championships first, right? So here, just, I mean, from the Memorial Day weekend to Labor Day weekend, we have a lot of stuff going on, and all coaches are busy out there this summer. Just, you know, this like the summer is opening up, right? So people are going to be traveling more. People are going to be doing more stuff. There's a lot more competitions there. Yeah, there's this, there's that. So as far as the USA water polo landscape is concerned we have the odp on on the memorial day weekend then we have june 11th 12th and 13th it's going to be the southwest zone quals for the national june olympics that'll be all athletes in all age groups that'll be in northwest houston then you have the dallas summer classic two weeks after that that'll be up in north texas kind of hosted by thunder then you have two weeks um kind of kind of after that the sun's out guns out it's going to be down in Pearland. um that'll be for all for yeah for all athletes and yeah in all genders and then at the end of july we have the National Junior Olympics for all out-of-California teams are coming to North Texas, Any, which is very, very exciting. Very exciting. I mean, I know you and I have talked about those teams and from the Southwest Zone that have started to register for the tournament. Do you have any sense for the teams from outside of Texas? Uh, just, I, I don't know just yet. I haven't looked really, but, you know, it's it's, it's going to be one of those things where I do believe that we're going to get a ton of teams here, probably over a, at least at least 150 different teams coming into North Texas, nice. maybe more. And, um, but yeah, and then that doesn't end our summer. And then we have uh, on the August 27th, 28th and 29th, we have masters nationals also in North Texas. And then we have the welcome to Texas shootout, which was pushed back to Labor Day weekend yeah. back in San Antonio. So that'll be kind of the official end of the summer. Wait, what's the date for that one for welcome to Texas shootout labor? You said Labor Day? Labor Day weekend. I don't know the dates though. I can, I, and I'm happy to, that I, I know. I think it's the 4th, 5th, 6th. 4th, 5th, 6th. September. I, yeah, I spoke to somebody else. I won't say who it was, and and this person said the same thing I do, which is I cannot keep Memorial Day and Labor Day straight. Like I can't. I don't know which one's which. Okay, that's it for essentially for the summer schedule. We'll have a couple other items to talk about when we come back right after this. Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr, and when I need to stay up to date with my water polo news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast. Well, that's almost it, Joe. A couple, a couple things. One is NCAA championships are over. Um, USC 
blew out UCLA. I was a bit surprised by that, to be honest. Um, and that news is very cool. And we talked about how there were five athletes in the tournament that who are from Texas, which is fantastic news. Um, but that was a bit of a surprise, out, a surprise outcome. But for me, the news of the weekend was that the final polling came out and Austin College earned its first ever top 25 ranking at the end of the season. So congratulations to the yeah, women congrats to them. College. Yeah, it's well earned. I don't, I, and I don't know if USC was surprising that they were the number one seed. So They were number one seed, but uh, that just they doubled down. I think it was 18 to 9 or something like that. That's a bit surprising to me. So that they were very, uh, very good. And I am curious on, I mean, and I don't know this, but I am curious on who had Olympians playing and who did not have Olympians playing. Though that is always a huge deal. Well, the, we, you and I talked about Arizona State. I think most of their Olympians were playing. I realized they didn't make the finals, but still they were on that team. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like it's, a, a, it's always curious to know who is actually playing for which team and, uh, and who are Olympians. But, but yeah, but definitely congrats to Austin College. That's a well-earned top 25 ranking. Probably should be in the top 20 or like or even higher. So, um, yeah, congrats to them. And I'm sure that there's only, there's only going to be uh, better things in their future. So. Yeah, completely. Um, a great end of the season. Okay, then a little inside baseball. As the summer season becomes just very, very busy, we're going to cut back on the number of podcasts that we do. We'll probably fill out some of the weeks with interviews and other stuff that – that we are will feature but maybe twice a month maybe once a month we'll do the same format um and but both of us are busy and that's the way things go for the summer right yeah so we're gonna go i think it's every other week correct other every other week um and even if that doesn't work out somehow because i'm gonna be traveling a lot you're gonna be traveling a lot so be it we'll, we'll put something out there we'll make sure that we can stay connected with uh, all of you who've been uh, so supportive over the last couple of years so thank you very much for that yeah, and good luck to everybody this summer playing. Yeah, wherever you're playing. Absolutely. All right. Anything else, Joe? Huh? Uh, take care, James. Very good. Thank you very much, Joe. That's it. Thank you for listening, telling a friend about the TX Water Polo podcast. And that was uh, that was nice feedback at the high school state championships is how many people said that they listen. And uh, very much appreciative of that. So if you want to support the work we do, go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give um and well that that pays for stuff like us going to stream things in uh in sci-fair and elsewhere and for our time and for equipment sometimes so again we're truly grateful for that but until next week so long from austin
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.